the three women mathematicians who were the focus of the hit movie Hidden Figures, in addition to all working for NASA, were also members of the same sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha. Other notable women in that sorority included legendary jazz singer Ella Fitzgerald, the wife of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Coretta Scott King, and many others. Greetings again, I'm Adam Morgan. For more than 110 years, the Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority has been one of the leading social service organizations affecting change and bringing leadership in America's African-American communities. Their inspiring work includes assisting new immigrants to adjust to our communities, to being a major national player in the day of service during the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday weekend, to recognizing achieving local African-American men as role models for youth. For this Black History Month, we learn more about this remarkable organization from its Denver chapter former president, Ms. Alicia Harvey. Is the role of sororities and fraternities in African-American communities, is it, uh, has it increased? Has it gotten better? And it, is it still as important as it once was? I would say it is just as relevant today as it was back then. I think it depends on the time frame that you're in. We always adapt to the times. And so there's different programs and different things we focus on, but it's always something that's been important to the community because who better to know what the community needs than people that are in the community. Some misperceptions were that sororities and fraternities were just the reflection of those who went to college. And it really didn't uh, have very much or any bearing on the regular working people who didn't get there. And so sometimes they were, the perception was that they were hard to take within the community. And then that during the civil rights movement, that became more apparent that their importance and especially in mobilizing people and getting things done. And that was the one thing, I think the one change that has occurred up over time. I would agree with that. Um, I know Obviously, the members are made up of people that have gone to college, but we focus on areas of helping others in our community. We have scholarship programs. We have community programs where we've provided food to those who don't have food. So I think it was relevant back then. I think it's relevant now, and I think it's going to be relevant, you know, 100 years from now. When Vice President Kamala Harris announced her run for president when she was still senator, what was the response in the chapter here? Did the AKA say, oh, we got to get behind that? How are you all excited? What will we do? What was going on internally when everybody heard about it? Oh, we were just elated. Um, I mean, just over the moon. To have somebody that's a part of your organization, that represents your organization, to be in a position at that high a level. Obviously, the organization is a 501c3, so we cannot support a candidate, you know, through the organization, but individually we can support um, whoever we want to. And so the sorority definitely um, got out to do voter registrations and just things to make sure people were aware and would participate in the process and do whatever we could as individuals to help our sorority sister get elected. And so you all had to be really, really thrilled at the inauguration parade to see the Howard University chapter uh, marching behind her in that short parade they had. Oh, yes, it was amazing because she's a member of Alpha Chapter, which was founded at Howard University January 15, 1908. You've had um, other very notable members, too, as well as Ella Fitzgerald, 
uh, the three ladies in the movie Hidden Figures, uh, the wife of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It seems as if you have a lot of achievers and a lot of ladies who have impacted African-American communities as a part of your sorority there. That's got to not only make you feel pride, but also give you some standards that you have to work to. Definitely. You you definitely want to be a part of that legacy and you want to succeed yourself with all of those role models ahead of you. I know a lot of pressure too on one hand, but it's a good pressure because you, you, you never want to misrepresent the sorority. When you have those letters on, it's a sense of pride. You just want to make sure that you are representing to the best um, of your ability. And I am definitely a proud member, have been a proud member since 2005. Is that something that you not only communicate to the uh, uh, young ladies that are just entering the sorority, but you also uh, try to make sure that they communicate that to the other members of the community as well? Yes, definitely. And it starts um, It starts at the top. Um, we have our international president, as you know, Dr. Glover. She is also the president of an HBCU right now, Tennessee State. We have our Midwestern Regional Director, Twyla Woods Buford. And then in Denver, we have three chapters. I'm a part of the Denver chapter. I'm a former president, but our current president is Sharon Hicks. We also have an Aurora chapter. The current president is Veta McMillan Walker. And then Colorado Springs, which is the current president is Pandora Olsler. And with each of these chapters, we also have undergraduate chapters at the colleges that we mentor and we try to make sure that we pass on what was taught to us onto those young ladies for them to continue it forward as well. Now you have a number of uh, target programs that you work in. You are that the sorority works on that can positively positively affect not only the African American community but the communities at large. For example, you have a women's health and wellness initiative. How does that work? Are you focused on just making women more healthy, obviously, but maybe health disparities within African-American communities? Yes, it's all of uh, what you said. We're focusing on fitness activities and walking. We're also, um, whatever is going on in the community at that time. Uh, so uh, heart health right now. So this month, February, a lot of focus on heart health initiatives, getting information out, and we have a day that just passed where we um, call it Pink Goes Red, and we actually wear red for the day. As most people know, our colors are pink and green, but we don red and do that so that people are aware of um, heart health, and so we've done specific events and programs around that. Now, do you coordinate, when possible, your health-related uh, actions and outreach with the Center for African American Health? or the Colorado Black Health Collaborative? We have. We've had uh, members come in to speak to our chapter, and we've also participated in some of their events where they've had, like, a day-long um, health initiative. And then we mm -hmm. also have a, a mobile breast cancer screening unit um, that goes around the country providing mammograms um, and helping out with breast cancer awareness as well. Uh, it's a mobile unit that has it been to colorado it has not been to colorado but it's been other places in the country now you also have another one on um, another uh target program on building economic legacy economic seems to be the emphasis that a lot of uh organizations are doing especially in african-american 
opportunities uh, for not only individual economics, but for things like entrepreneurialism, uh, uh, rebuilding that in the community as well. What is AKA doing in that area that's going to help us build a stronger economic legacy? We are working to help people that are entrepreneurs in the African-American community get information out about their their companies, their programs. We're highlighting them on a, a monthly basis within our chapter meetings. I know we also have some literacy programs that we've done in the past. We've partnered like with Wells Fargo um, just to do some workshops for people to help with financial literacy. So those are a couple of the things that, that we've done up to this point under that um, target. And that really uh, teaches them how to better budget, how to better save, how to better invest. Am I on the correct uh, a trail there? You are. You are definitely on the right trail. For women who are thinking about becoming entrepreneurs uh, or running their businesses more effectively, uh, what outreach are you working on with them? How are you helping them achieve that goal within the community? We're highlighting the ones that are already in business and making sure to funnel business their way. And we've been doing that for quite some time, um, as I mentioned previously, in our chapter meetings, in our newsletter, and then also just encouraging those that want to do that. Um, there are people that are working with them to uh, just give them tips, people that are already already entrepreneurs, talking to others that want to become entrepreneurs and kind of giving them that 411 on how they can, can do that and what pitfalls they ran into and what things um, they can look out for going forward. Do you have any programs for uh, young women who may be in high school or or college that are maybe looking at high tech or looking at, you know, uh, uh, what is it, STEAM, you know, engineering and technology and how to get there, maybe uh, uh, taking them on tours of facilities where they can inspire by what they see to go in that particular direction? Yes, we do have our CAP programs, which is to help um, students from the process of applying for college all the way through getting accepted to college, and that's for high school students. So within the CAP program, we have done some STEM-focused workshops and panels, of which I've actually been a part of because my background is electrical engineering. And so I really have a passion for talking to students and, and helping them. And there's others in the chapters, the various chapters as well, that have the same background. And we've been on panels to talk to students and just telling them about, about the things that we've learned and the things that we went through. So definitely there has been some STEM-focused um, programs within the CAP program. So what are you saying to young ladies about uh, learning the code and uh, going into engineering other than, you know, the usual, well, you can do it, but um, you're probably – uh, you're probably wanting to uh, to stimulate them more or inspire them more. I personally would tell them to don't let anyone tell them that they can't do it. Anything they want to do, they can do. And I know it almost sounds like a trite comment, but it's not. It's really true because I personally had experience that there wasn't a lot of, in engineering, I was electrical engineering, there wasn't a lot of women. There definitely wasn't a lot of um, black people. And so, it's one of those things that 
some people will say, oh, why don't you just do X, Y, Z instead of that? That might be hard. But don't let people tell you that. If that's what you want to do, you go for it. And if you've got questions, find somebody who will answer the questions for you. Don't give up. And that's what I tell them. And I even, you know, if someone asks me, I'll sit down and then tell them what the challenges were for me personally and what things helped me to get past that and to succeed. And so I always want to give positive enforcement to students so that they can do whatever it is that they want to do. As far as entrepreneurship goes, do you and uh, does AKA not only inspire ladies to start the business, but maybe to look at businesses that are non-traditional to the community itself and how they can uh, prepare for it and maybe working with the uh, Chamber of Commerce to uh, develop whatever business direction they want to go in. We actually have a member of our sorority who is over the Black Chamber of Commerce, so we have done some programs with them as well. And Mm -hmm. that's the entrepreneur area is not my area personally. Um, right. But but I, I know that, that that avenue is there, and we do provide that avenue. And she's also come in and spoke several times as, as well. So it's definitely, mm-hmm. definitely uh, we definitely provide multiple avenues for people to get information on entrepreneurship, if they want to work in corporate America, if they want to work in education. We have people that are versed in all of those areas. So basically, you can uh, draw on the not only the success, but the achievements of the women that are in the particular chapter or in the sorority at large to help others that are either in the sorority or in the community to uh, achieve the similar goals the same way just by drawing on the expertise and the talents that you have. I also feel even if you don't have that experience, we typically know somebody who does and we can get you to that person. So that's the thing as well. It's such a large network and being able to utilize your connections in your network. So if you don't know the answer, help. You feel that uh, young women now have a lot more options than they've had in the past and uh, stimulating them to uh, develop themselves as much as possible is probably the thing to do now. Yes. On this edition for Black History Month, we are receiving an insightful look at the sorority Alpha Kappa Alpha, often mentioned by Vice President Kamala Harris, of which she, too, is a member. We'll continue learning more of their community outreach activities with Miss Alicia Harvey on our next edition. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay in your game. And many thanks to you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.